When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello and welcome to CHGO Red Stars podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. It's your girl, Sandra Rita. Back at it, my friend, homie and colleague, Claire Watkins, scam originator. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good. You know, we're doing this obviously every other week now and we're like, oh, that's great. We'll have like lots of stuff to talk about every time we do the show. And like little did we know that little, it's little, little did yeah. we know that we would have uh, this much. Yeah. Um, welcome to the therapy hour <laughs> of CHGO Red Stars. Um, you know, I, I thought when we last linked up a couple weeks ago, we, we chatted about like an off-season overview we went full steam ahead into the regular season we were like wow look at what's happening here um two l's to start the season but there were like things right within that we were chatting about and we were like you know what early parts and phases of the season you're gonna get some losses maybe you'll drop some points um talk about the the, the bright spots and the silver linings and, and one of those definitely was Mallory Swanson. Um, and yet here we are now talking about a different side of, uh, of that coin. So I guess we got to start with the biggest headline for the Red Stars probably over the last couple weeks, uh, referring it to, uh, to it as a Red Stars and Stripes update. Uh, there was an international break. So the Red Stars did have some playing time. They played against Mexico women's national team. And several Red Stars players went off on international duty with the United States Women's National Team and Team Canada as well. So for the Red Stars, they had uh, BSG, Bianca St. George's was off with, with Canada, Mal Swanson, Alyssa Nair, Casey Kruger, and Turner Davidson linked up with the Women's National Team for two friendlies against Ireland. Two victories out of the April window there for the U.S., but major loss in the form of injury to Mallory Swanson. She sustained a knee injury in the first half of the first friendly against Ireland. And there was a, a bit of a collective holding of breath, I think, when that happened. And then what has come out since then is full update and report, not just from U.S. soccer, but Mal Swanson herself. Uh, she did sustain a torn patella tendon in her left knee. And she took to her personal socials just to thank everybody for um, all of their thoughts and prayers, their warm wishes, uh, the text messages that she's been receiving. But she kept it real. And I appreciate that. She said that she was in shock. She really didn't know, have much else to say other than the thank yous and that she's going to try to lean in to, to her faith like she always does and, and try to just look, look ahead and, and look forward. But um, not great for her personally for the United States women's national team and definitely not for the Chicago Red Stars. So, yeah, I mean, it's like two things, right? It's, this is what we've been balancing and I'm sure everybody is, has heard about this even just, you know, outside of the Red Stars context, but um, it's brutal. Like it's not only, it's, it's a story. It's a story that is about the U S women's national team, right? Because she was in what she brought to the team on both sides of the ball, both the U S and Chicago irreplaceable, right? Though, they are now going to try to replace her because you have to, you have no choice, but um, it's also a story about a person. I think that everyone 
um, was starting to see a very clear journey that she was on and a very clear arc. Um, she had made plans for like, they had plan, they had such plans for this summer, right? The whole Swanson family and seeing those change so radically in real time, um, with how serious that looked immediately was confirmed to be very serious though. Um, obviously just happy that Swanson is okay. Like she is going to be okay. And then you worry about soccer later. Um, but yeah, I think that those are like the two things that you have to balance, right? Which is this player is irreplaceable. You're heartbroken for the person. But then because of the way sports are, you're like, okay, this is now just like day one without Mal. What do we do? Yeah. And you have to keep going because you have games to play and you can't just give up, right? I, I think that's the, that's the, that's the mindset. Chicago uh, Red Stars 2023. You can't just give up. You can't just give up. We're, you know what? I love that we're doing this like kind of like bi-monthly now. Yeah. And I think like every time we check in, we should just have like a new mm-hmm. slogan for the yeah. season. Um, let's see how many we can come up with in, in one whole uh, Red Stars season. So I think we're up to two right now with this one. Um, but yeah, I think I'm with you on that 100%. I think uh, just sort of checking in around like all of the sort of mental aspect of thing or sort of just the perspective of it all. Um, hearing from Petroselli, you know, before their next game and getting a chance to ask him a question about it, like asked him, you know, what are the conversations that changes like for the players on this team? Because something that came out of that, uh, international window for people who don't know we took a little road trip with st louis um to cover these national team games uh and we heard from Adonofsky as well and like flat out saying in a post-game conference like yeah this you know we have to look ahead it absolutely sucks i'm paraphrasing here uh but he essentially stated that this team moving like definitely moving forward as the world cup was getting closer was going to be structured around Mal Swanson and Sophia Smith and to lose such literally the half of that kind of uh, overall shape or, or look of the team moving forward, like trying to look elsewhere for other options and, and things like that. And I think when you look at the national team scale of it, it's a little different, right? I mean, that's a straight up machine mm-hmm. point um, in terms of, well, where are they going to look next? Like, no, you're not going to, find another Mel Swanson, but you're going to have a massive amount of, of talent mm-hmm. uh, in your forward pool or your expanded bubble of, of forwards and players within that, that you can maybe try to look to, to say like, here's how we can try to supplement ourselves moving forward. And I think when we try to look at that for Chicago and ask that, you know, to the head coach in Petroselli, it's a little bit different. The conversations are, well, first of all, you're, we're not like, they're not going to replace Mel Swanson. And it shouldn't, you shouldn't necessarily throw that type of responsibility on the forwards that you have on, on the Red Stars right now. And he kind of broke it down into two parts, said, well, actually it's an opportunity for us to get better defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, they let in less goals and maybe you, you know, you keep yourself afloat. And while that doesn't maybe fully answer the question of how do you replicate the goals that someone like Swanson provides for the Red Stars, Maybe you still kind of take it game by game, kind of, you know, hype up your your forward core there, give them the opportunity um, to kind of make a statement within those games week to week. Uh, and that even maybe they would look outside a little bit for, for some extra help because that's not out of the realm of impossibility for this team still. Um, but I think there's been a couple of weeks here to where it's just sort of, I think, finally settled in for, for everyone. I think having the very quick update um, from U.S. Soccer and Swanson, she's already had surgery, has said it was a success, and now it's just kind of getting back to to the, the rehabilitation process and return to play protocols. Um, and the Red Stars have already had a game without Swanson, and so maybe they can kind of take this and move forward. And we're going to talk more about the game, but in this window, um, it wasn't just Mel Swanson representing for the Red Stars. We had Alyssa Nair, Tiana Davidson getting back into the mix in this international window, and Casey Kruger also making her return to the national team. And I love that we were able to go to that second match and watch that one in person because we got to see Tiana Davidson and Casey Kruger make their return to, to the national team. And I thought they looked all right. 
I think in those games. Yeah, I think um, I thought both played really well, honestly. Um, I think unfortunately for Tierna David, well, not like unfortunately, it was fun, but yeah. they had sort of set up this sort of fun Becky Sauerbrunn moment for the first 15 minutes yes. of the second game. It was her hometown. It was her two, like celebrating her 200th cap. That's like what friendlies are for. It's fine. But um, that meant that Davidson had to come on. I think it was like at the half hour mark or something like that. And so that's a little bit tough to do as a center back. And I think she looked a little bit nervous, but um, she also, I thought just kind of showcased. Well, it's hmm, here's the best way to put this she looked like whole, like she looked like the ball was moving where she wanted it to move. She looked like her um, recovery speed was a huge asset to the, to the team because they play with really aggressive fullbacks. She would drift into those left spaces when she was behind Kelly O'Hara for the last 15 minutes of the first half. She would do the same um, with uh, who was it that was in the, I forget who was on the left in the second half, but um, it was Kruger, right? Um, yep. And so moving just moving into those spaces, good interplay with the with the outside backs. They were playing against a mid block. The way to play against a mid block is you need both of the center backs to sort of be pushing the issue with these longer balls. She and Alana Cook both tried to do that. Obviously, Alana Cook kicked it all the way into the goal. The goal. And that was great. But um, that was a, a specific tactic that they were playing out. And I thought that she did a nice job. And then Kruger did not actually look nervous at all. I thought she looked very focused. Um just she's so good at what she does and you can immediately tell because they started fouling her a lot yeah um and so just like immediately when you have a shutdown defender like that who's able to switch the the direction of play that quickly suddenly a team specifically like ireland is going to start just trying to stop that player from moving I and they did that and i was like well hope she's okay but also like respect that's yeah. a show of respect from yeah. the other team um, yeah hacky, I thought was hacky really cool. sack but you're yeah. hacking the player that's right making things difficult for you. No, that was dope. I, I look, I, I'm not going to front. That was awesome to see. I think, uh, you know, from a Chicago kind of lens, right. You're just like, yes, like these players are, uh, they're back baby. And they're, and they're doing all right. Um, because that's, that's some of the, you know, that's some of the, the storylines and, and the narrative kind of coming out of, of the national team for this specific camp. Like there were so many players kind of making their return for the first time, whether obviously it was Julie Ertz, who was like kind of the headline stealer in that one. Um, but like Kelly O'Hara getting back in the mix and, and Davidson and Kruger, obviously a part of that equation as well. Um, but I, you know, I was curious if we were going to see extended minutes at all for, um, for Kruger. I, I kind of felt like, Davidson was a player that they definitely wanted to, to see some time from, but I was like, well, like, are, are we actually going to see Kruger in the mix? I mean, there have been times when she's been called into camps and maybe she uh, was a part of the, the competitive environment, but wasn't dressed for like game days. Um, so to, to see her kind of get like a full half, I thought was, uh, was pretty good. And I think some of that narrative around it was um, not only are some of these players back, but that coaching staff, that national team coaching staff wants to see how they look Yeah, and to see, Tierna Davidson kind of opened things up for that team uh, going up, you know, against Ireland for a, a second match and then watching Casey Kruger get an opportunity to fly down the flank a little bit. I think it was a really good positive sign for those two players is like now they return to club because that's the other part of it. Now they got to depend on yeah. club play to maintain their, their fitness. Yeah, they're making the decision really hard, I think is the best yeah. way to put it. I think you watch that game wasn't amazing, I'll be honest. And in the chat, did we yell at the almost sour brun header? Uh, it was more like an ooh. <laughs> yeah, going, shout oh. out to Rita. Yeah, we kind of a gas. Re well, we reacted. Yeah, yeah there, there was, was a reaction. Yeah, you try, yeah, you try not to yell, but there was kind of like a <gasps> but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it happening? Yeah. There is also there is also a moment sometimes too, um, when you are in a press box, um, and you can't always tell in the exact moment, like who did what, what numbers are for. Yeah. And so like, there was a little bit like, oh my gosh, was that, was that Becky Sauerbrunn? And it was, yes. yeah, it was, it was also kind so of her funny. heading form. Her heading form is very distinct. I would say she yeah. has a very distinct form. She does it like whole body, like. It's yeah, a she, little bit of, it's a little it's bit from of the a, torso. She heads from like the full torso. Yeah. It's not just yeah. a header. It's like yeah. full upper body. Yeah. Yeah. Movement. yeah. It's like whack-a-mole energy. It's like, yeah. boom, all of a sudden there she is. Uh, it's also funny. Cause like we, we, got to see the incredible new facility of st yeah. louis mls city side and uh it had definitely had that like new stadium smell to it um oh, yeah. and it was funny because it's funny to hear that you know rita's asking if we reacted but the way it's set up mm -hmm. there were also some players in within the general vicinity of the press box who yeah. were like watching the game so there was 
you definitely heard like reaction you can hear rose lavelle going like yeah, rose ah, like, yeah. Ah, like yeah. it's so it's so funny so it's like how can you you know not it was definitely yeah. a not a reaction free zone let's let's just let's just For say sure. um but uh but you know i mean i maybe to, to pivot over briefly um simultaneously to to that to that u.s that u.s window i think we got to talk mexico a little bit right like yeah so we the gotta, other side of that is the yeah. red stars played a game yeah. the yeah. red stars played a game against mexico mm-hmm. at SeatGeek, and uh yeah if you went to that game you got to see so it was fun. many goals yeah. in this game who could have predicted it was a seven spot seven and seven goals in that one it was oh my gosh it was five to th- Three? five to two five to two five to two yeah 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 lucky number seven baby yeah mm-hmm. goals yeah. from everyone really uh yeah. i would love to hear your perspective on the red stars specifically because that was not, unfortunately the the game of my dreams was a game yeah, you were having a lot less actually fun than I was. not yeah. able to attend yeah. just due to some work scheduling conflicts but yeah mexico versus red stars is dream in the making and it happened and uh we also got to see like some red stars that we haven't necessarily seen in action right away which i thought was kind of nice and i would love to hear your thoughts on, on maybe seeing some of those players bianchi stuff like that yeah 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 from uh from a red stars perspective i do think it was ultimately i mean i think in retrospect incredibly productive right because it's like all the internationals were gone and then they found out it was a very weird scene where kind of surreal where you're watching this game everyone's having a great time really really fun the u.s game is happening at the same time mouse Swanson gets hurt maybe like at the 30 minute mark of the first Wild. half of the game i'm watching and so it's like sliding over to chicago comms and just being like did did you did you see and they're like yeah we don't we don't really know what's going on but yeah. um so there was like highs and lows to that day because i think it was like right after that game ended petroselli found out that mal had been hurt kind of seriously and yeah but but the game itself um i think first of all it was very it was a very friendly friendly let's say that like it was yeah. no one was trying to get hurt it was like very low contact not heavy tackles like on both sides which is great because that means you get to see both teams kind of cook a little bit um and obviously we saw maria sanchez and diana ordonez continue their like incredible run of form so far uh and uh you know charlene corral got a goal like it was it was great but um the the thing from the Red Stars side that I thought was interesting is like they got popped a couple of times, right? I think they went down like three nothing. And so they just like weren't totally ready for what Mexico brought in like that first half hour. Um, but then we saw, I think, a little bit of like a mentality response from that group where they were like, no, we're not we're not going down like that. Like we might not win this game, but we're not. We yeah. got to we got to do something. Right. And so yeah, I, I think. That that was where you start to see maybe some of the new threads of where this red star season is going to go start to begin. Um, Penelope Hawking had a very active game in that game. She did not get on the score sheet, but she is that kind of a player where you could see she was very eager to get on the ball. She was very eager to defend. She it's hard to kind of describe sometimes rookies sort of physicality, like some rookies physicality. You're like this person looks like a pro already. I think like Tierna Davidson was a really good example. The moment she showed up at the Red Stars, you're like, this person is physically ready for professional soccer. Hawking is another good example of that. She just looks right on the field. Um, and then we saw kind of that progression play out in, in the next game we'll talk about. Um, obviously, we saw the midfield. I'll be completely honest. It was a friendly... <laughs> The defensive midfield was not really that interested yeah. in defending. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's cool. This yeah. is like we're all at sixty percent here. That's yep. chill. Mexico too. Like, I don't want to act like Mexico was going like all out. Like it was, it was just like a chill vibe, yeah. which is why we got some sweet like Mexico bangers from distance, right? Which is I was gonna like, say it was yeah. a little bit yeah. of like it kind of yeah. gave me like a taste of like, wow, what if we had like an all star game? Right, had, exactly. Like, like yeah, this. exactly. I loved it. Uh, I was able to see some of those highlights and I was just, yeah, we got like an Olympico. Like that was amazing. Yeah. 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 From a a newly signed Red Star player that people are like, this is still kind of learning about, I feel, and not sure what to expect and and kind of waiting to, to sort of see, um, you know, Julie Bianchi kind of continue to make her adjustments, you know, to to NWSL. It was just so obvious what she can bring. Um, I think as we know, the NWSL is kind of brutal on both sides of the ball. And I think that this was like the perfect game to get her minutes. I hope that they continue to build that trust in her. Cause I think that, I think that um, 
you know, the end of your cell midfields are like Thunderdome. Right. And so yeah. it's like, it's so obvious what she can do. How do you make sure that she has the support to be able to do that? Which I think is like the ultimate question for the red stars midfield in yeah. general. No, I was, I would say, um, I think it was a mostly successful international window. If you're removing the very, you know, devastating right. injury, and and just the stuff out of your control. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's the soccer part of it where you're just kind of like, okay, yeah. like, we have to maybe look at some of the other things that happened during during the window. Nair with it with a shutout return to the pitch and the national team level for Davidson and Kruger. Red Stars young younger players, newer faces getting um, a pretty important game I think in in the international window because they are like the one of two teams who are not going to kick off their Challenge Cup this week. So maybe good that they got the extra game in hand before um, this this next this next series kind of kicks off in in nwsl but um some positive things to, to take a look at maybe you're looking at players and you're saying hmm those are the type of players i would bet on and you know what mm. for the betting kind DraftKings sportsbook is the official betting partner of chgo and all city you can download the app now and sign on up with the code chgo and uh, new customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba with code chgo minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply so make sure you take a look at all the fine print mm -hmm. you get involved in making those bets listen uh that's we've seen a lot of that we've seen a lot of that popping up for in a world cup year Honestly, there's already certain odds and things yeah. out there. So if uh, if you are someone who's intrigued by those types of things, maybe you use DraftKings and code CHGO to go ahead and uh, kickstart your game betting in the process. But um, maybe you also look at the Red Stars and you say, hey, they went and got a win. Maybe I was going to say, I'm not sure I would have bet on that exact scoreline, yeah. but hell but, yeah but it makes you raise your eye a little bit maybe it, it makes you say i'm gonna pay attention to this mm -hmm. a little bit more moving forward but uh red stars get their first win of the season a week three match against midwest rivals kansas city currents uh a four two scoreline so who knows is it is this the start of something new and special for chicago where they've got they're a part of games with like massive scorelines now we've got i did think it was about. kind of funny that you know the messaging from the team is like we're clamping down we're clamping down yep. Yep. we're gonna win one nil and then mm -hmm. it's like four two <laughs> yeah. yeah well i was just thinking about that like yeah looking at these this this these last few weeks for the red stars just all of all of it together the week one opener i, I feel you rita yeah oh, yeah 100 percent. Yeah. In, in nwsl yeah, yeah i feel you show's over we're yeah. we're cutting it short <laughs> yeah it's that's, all. that's all you gotta say it, it's true it's yeah. true three points three points man um looking at that week one win against san or excuse me week one loss against san diego that's a five goal yeah. uh kind of way to kick off your, your thing is three two scoreline then they go ahead and they have this like seven goal fest with with mexico we said it was five two and now a four two win against uh against kansas city current um yeah i was i mean i count me in uh the side of on the side of the crowd that was saying like hey like this is probably going to be an ugly game like mm -hmm. maybe we're not going to see some of the prettiest soccer one of your classic gritty grinders eat them up kind of games and that was not necessarily <laughs> what we saw come to life in this match um and it was funny to just sort of like like you like you mentioned, dude, just sort of what we heard out of the the press conference and then kind of rolling into this game. I'd be the if if the general tone is like, you know what, we're gonna lock this up. We're gonna lock it up. You know, we got we have opportunities here to make sure that we we kind of compete in what could be potential, you know, kind of narrowy kind of kind of kind of battles. And then this happens. Uh, was excited kind of to see what the team was going to present because when you when i think as a team when you when you are presented with something like that a devastating injury that mm -hmm. that obviously first and foremost uh, impacts the player yeah and their, and their 
life moving mm-hmm. forward. And then the second phase of that is like, how do we continue to navigate this season moving forward? Because you set up some things as a team in a year like this, when you know there's a World Cup, right? When you know maybe you're going to be without a star player or two or three or four for certain stretches of times, um, and you prepare for those kinds of things. But then something like a really kind of devastating uh, injury like this, it forces you to kind of replan again a little bit, maybe in a certain capacity. Um, On the then, fly too, right? It's like there's no real time. To, like the regular yeah. season is, is has started and yeah. you started it at this point with two losses. What I what I think is interesting too, I had this thought because they, they made a signing this week, which I'm sure we'll get to, but um, uh, Swanson is sort of, sort of in this interesting gray zone too where no official timeline has been given on her injury. It's a serious one. It's a surgery. You know, it's like we're at the point where we can't say definitively she's not going to make the World Cup. But like, guys, it. Yeah. But um, but the reality is, if Chicago is in a stone's throw of of the playoffs by the end of September, it's not necessarily a hard no. It just depends, right? Um, so do you place her on SEI like for the yep. cap space? We don't really know what their cap situation is. Maybe they have enough cap room. Without, you know, they did yeah. you know, ha- lose some free agents over the offseason. Maybe they that's not a concern. Maybe you hold on to that cap space because you have a player that you want to have available if she's possibly available at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just think that's interesting, too, where it's like you have to adjust on the fly. Um, it sounds like the signing that they made this week was in the works pre-sponsored yes. injury, which is like yeah. how that has to happen anyway. You can't just, like, go find somebody in two seconds. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm curious how, how that will work for their bottom line as as well, which is like they seem reluctant. Like, for example, uh, when Simone Charlie for Angel City ruptured her Achilles, they immediately placed her on SEI, right? Yep. Um, which that is a thing that you do because then that person's salary, they still get paid their salary, but it never no longer um, is part of the cap. And so that allows, like, for example, Angel City signs Julie Ertz. Like, those things are important for how you get under that cap line. For Chicago... I don't know. I have to assume. I have to assume Swanson is their highest paid player. Um, it's just a. Dis- I'm just curious. I think that's just a, a curious uh, puzzle for for Michelle Lomnicki to kind of balance. I guess for the rest. Yeah, of the year. off the your regular day to day X's and O's kind of things like right. the the sports business player movement side of things is something to keep an eye on and maybe follow up on um, for sure. Uh, it wasn't too shocking to hear that out of Petroselli in the pregame honestly like I appreciate the trend like there's no tricanery there it's no like oh like will we or won't we or you know it's like those are all things like don't be an unserious club you know like those are all things where it's like you're you're looking at all possibilities obviously the primary things are like working with what you have which means yes we're going to talk about possibly you know tightening things up on defense and we are going to take it week by week and have continue to have those discussions with our current forward core and present appropriate game plans and task them with certain responsibilities moving forward, depending on the opposition, right? Those are all smart, good, normal things to say. And also another smart, good, normal thing to say is, is, Hey, like this isn't, this is a scenario we did not want to find ourselves, but it's here and we might have to look outside for some help as well. And uh, that is a very cool and normal thing to, to say. So yeah. it was like good to hear it. It was, good, it was great to ask and great to get the the answer um, with you. And that I don't think the recent signing is necessarily something that targets that because it was something that was already in the works prior. But in terms of this actual match and what we got to see from the from the players, um, really great to see Shayna Matthews uh, get a start. She's a player that uh, they. They picked up in the offseason and who's also kind of working her way back into form. I mean, she's a mom of three precious yeah. boys and and like trying trying to get back into fitness. It's a World Cup year. So and she scored and, over the she scored over the international break as yeah, well. So Jana Matthews is like yeah. she's trying to do things with Jamaica's uh women's national team, right? And so we are all here for the CONCACAF supremacy that will take place in 2023's world cup so shout out to the reggae girls and, and Shayna matthews getting getting a goal there but i know you and i have really liked what we've seen just when she was coming off of the bench and kind of what she was providing for the team um in those moments so to kind of see her get a start and kind of build her way into a game like this which apparently didn't take too long uh i thought was awesome because it was also great to to hear 
from Nair and Petroselli about how, like, yeah, that this is a player that we are going to continue to be careful with. We want to make sure that, like, she's going to build on her minutes and her form, but we are very excited about her addition to this team and this roster. Yeah, I mean, Shana Matthews is a player that, you know, obviously her career has you know, I think she's, she's had periods of availability and, and periods where she's not available. Um, but sh- she's always been very steady. She's a very steady player. She knows what she's doing. Even when she was coming in as a sub, you know, sometimes subs come in just to like run at defenses. But I think that with Matthews, it's immediately again, like I really noticed like off the ball sense and her off the ball sense is so strong, great defensive recovery. Um, a lot of times when she was playing off Swanson in those first two games, the whole, she was pulling defenders. She was really good at pulling space to open up space for other players. And so when you have an all around player like that, and all they need to do is kind of get the touch and fitness back. That's great. That's like an incredible asset to have. Um, especially like, for example, when you're playing off a, a rookie who maybe and this is, in, it's interesting too, right? Because Swanson's no longer on the field. So rather than reacting to Swanson's movements, which I think has always really worked for Chicago, you now have players that are like, okay, now I'm reacting to, you know, Ellis Stevens movements. I'm reacting to Chana Matthews movements. Yeah. And you can kind of see here just very disciplined. They very much kind of like stayed in their spaces. I think getting BSG back, getting her starting was awesome. Love Um, a pass network. Yeah. And it made things really nice and wide. I, yeah, I just think, they did a nice job. I think they did a nice job. I mean, obviously Kansas City is a team yeah. in flux themselves, but um, this is what you want to see. And it's really, it's it's cool because it's like somehow we talk about the DNA of the club a lot. I don't know how many wins Chicago is going to get this season. I don't think they know how many wins they're going to get this season, but to come out after a devastating player loss with this disciplined of a performance um, with the understanding that you're probably going to be stretched. I liked it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm here for it. You know, I think this is the the phase of the season where it's like it's still very early on. We we talk about that a lot. I like maybe even like the, that first quarter of a season, like those first 6 weeks, like you're still going to get teams who are maybe trying to figure themselves out in terms of like team identity and team culture. But when, again, shout out to Ariel for, for producing these awesome graphics for us kind of after these games, when, when we see like a past network like that, we're like, okay, like the Red Stars have presented themselves in a very specific, uh, you know, formation over the last few weeks, obviously stemming from, from last year a bit as well. And you're kind of just seeing the comfortability, I think. And I think that is, that is like promising for for me as someone who like views and covers the red stars and you know wants them to do well and see the players succeed um i love that i love a past network uh like that and i love goals i'm not gonna act like i don't love goals either um and i love goals for rookies as well like that's awesome um i love the kind of international break energy that like penelope hawking was presenting to mexico and then kind of bringing that over to this nwsl fixture against kansas city because not just her first goal is a nwsl pro but she recorded her her first brace uh as an as a nwsl pro so good for the rookie for getting on the scoreboard pretty early in the season and um, yeah, shout out to the the uh, XG race plot. I think maybe this kind of tells where the game possibly got away from the the clean sheets. I think yeah, when we're looking at when Kansas City scored their goals and kind of like the kind of the closing uh, end of the game, there we're talking seventy five minutes, seventy or maybe fifteen ish minutes remaining um, in the match. Uh, but definitely want to kind of highlight that uh 80 french own goal and sort of what we were talking about with uh with shana matthew she she walks away with this game she's on the scoreline so she picked up that assist on one of the goals for for penelope hawking but this own goal i think is like if you go back and check out the highlights of this goal specifically it's like probably the definition of like a forced own goal Mm -hmm. if someone is like looking like well what do you mean that a force own goal like own goal happens because somebody makes a mistake and that's not necessarily true i look at this kind of on goal and you just see all of this work that shana matthew does to ensure that she's like on the ball technical on the ball in a good position takes a good shot because it clearly causes enough chaos to 
force a bad angle on French and you see it go off her back and into goal. I think that whole plot is a really good example of um, how XG is really useful, but doesn't always like tell the whole story. Um, sure. The XG had, had Chicago finishing with like 0.68 XG. Um, yeah. And here they and, are. And, and which I, which is that indicates, right. That like um, what, what XG's what XG uh, kind of analyzes is based on the position of where you are shooting the defense around you. Um, how often a player scores from that position. Um, if you go back and you like watch the tape of that Ellis Stevens goal, the, the Kansas city's defense is like a disaster in that moment. And so if you looked at that, she's like basically from the penalty spot, you would think that has to be a high XG chance. And then XG gave it about like a point one, I think. So I don't know. I, I thought that that was sort of interesting. I think that is also though, a good Testament to um, the Hawking goals, which is that they were they were off angles. They were both far post shots um, yeah. off of a little bit of a tight angle, which is just like those were nice finishes. These were not like tap ins. There were they were defensive breakdowns, but they were defensive breakdowns in transition. It did not necessarily mean that she was just hitting it right in front of goal. I just think that like you would look at that, you could look at that XG and be like, oh my gosh, Chicago got lucky, and it was a very wide open game. Like I said, Kansas City has their own issues, but um, they. They took those chances were just well struck. And I think that the fear when you lose a star striker is the players around that star striker either start to force it or they get th their confidence is, is lost because they don't have that other person around anymore. And I think that we just didn't see that. Um, and again, for all of Kansas city's defensive issues, like, I don't know, Vanessa DiBernardo started this game. For yeah, the Kansas city Dabinia came into this game. They had some playmakers too. And the fact that Chicago was able to come out of this with the win, I just do think is, again, we can't predict the future, but it is one for, I think, the team to feel really good about right now. And they are going to be in shootouts. I, I know that they say that they want to clamp down on defense, but I'm like, are you changing your formation? Are we going to a five back? What are you talking okay. about? It's going to be like you, that. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because yeah. we already touched on some of like the previous score lines that we've seen from this team. Yeah. And now we've got this most recent one. Right. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, is. Is this just going to like lean into their death? I was going to say, like, is yeah. the absence and loss of like Mal Swanson just confirmation that this is going to be like the Red Stars gunslinger era? Right. Like, everybody be shooting. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know yeah. what? Yeah. We need goals. So I need everybody to get at least one That's shot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Like, everyone's yeah. going to try. And I'm here for it. Like, yeah. it's, uh, we love the the pleasant surprises. I mean, shout out. We got a shout out to Ella Stevens. We haven't spent mm. uh, some time talking on her, but we should because she got this game rolling very early. Mm -hmm. uh, got the opening goal in this game in the fourth minute right after kansas city kind of tried to get on the front foot themselves again it's just it's just not being phased it's just understanding that other teams are yeah. going to get chances against you like that's how they're set up they're in a three four three like it just that is going to happen but you just can't like lose your cool you move the ball quickly and hey goal for us so yeah i'm uh i'm, I'm eager to see um you know what what it's going to mean for this red stars team like a victory like this like what it's going to mean for them moving moving forward um as they continue on their early phase of the regular season here could it lead to another win against you know their next uh their next pitcher which is going to take place on sunday and we'll talk a little bit about that but that also means they're on the road so you aren't going to be able to go and necessarily catch a game at the red stars for about a week or so but listen if if you do if you do, if you want to get tickets to the next Red Stars game, maybe you should try game time, okay? It is absolutely one of the best ways to go ahead and check out tickets to games at various price points uh, because buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sorts of sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee as well. So you can stop stressing over the tickets and just start getting hyped for all of the fun that you're going to experience. So make sure you use code CHGO for $20 off when you download game time and uh check out various tickets so yeah you can see upcoming games there you know that you could go ahead and take a look at and maybe try to purchase some games in the future um i maybe it's a good timing to sort of have a 
pause a brief attendance talk yeah and yeah we'll have a pause a little bit because we um we love the go to games initiative we mm-hmm. uh, are big big advocates of that because there's some great soccer here and end up you we get to see a lot of it up close sometimes we do a lot of work to cover not just the red stars but the league and the teams other 11 teams involved in general um so we know how good the the product is here so we are definitely like all about that and something else that came out of this recent game it's the second home game mm-hmm. for the red star so this was not their home opener but um it was an absolute summertime shy energy mm-hmm. of a weekend for this game and unfortunately uh, a dip in attendance compared to their um their home opener. So we're talking, they just cracked about 2000 um, for this game in attendance. So I believe the announced attendance was 2,356 for this game. And you always got to be careful with, with the announced tickets sold versus, you know, who ends up going to a game. I mean, the eye test versus the numbers test that gets put out is always a little bit different. Sometimes you're like, mm, some of these things will maybe add up or match up with the other. Um, but I think the other side of that is we're near 11 here, um, for, for this franchise. And it's just kind of, we're, we're, we just see the same trends, um, that we have seen kind of year in and year, year out for, for this club. I mean, yeah, I think for me, I'm going to be honest, like the only difference here is clubs for sale, right? Yeah. Um, they're in a bit of a holding pattern probably until that gets finalized um the intention is for them to stay in the chicagoland area once that sale is complete uh and then this is going to be i think something for new ownership to to really tackle whether it is a location change and they pursue moving to soldier field um or they pursue other options um but i think the red stars are in a tricky spot uh obviously faith in old ownership previous ownership was not high uh there was a devolution in sort of the supporters group relationship with the team um that you know one three four looks very different than it did three years ago uh and all of those things are 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 pertinent and relevant in addition to the issues of is it's not easy to get out to um you know summer traffic on 55 i don't wish that on anybody to be honest we made that drive we did it we did that (laughs) not my favorite um and Mm. yeah and so i think you have the same issues that you've always had with chicago that make it quote unquote a challenging market we've said a million times that we don't think chicago has to be that way but it is not something that is getting fixed until a sale goes yeah um and so you just hope that at the very least, like my hope for this summer is that there are people who um, can find a way to sort of fall back in love with the team because of the way that they play and feel comfortable supporting, like, like I'm talking about existing women's soccer fans feel comfortable supporting the team in whatever way they want to. Um, Outreach to the average Chicago sports fan is clearly not happening right now, but I, I don't, I don't know exactly how you can until you know what's going to happen next. Yeah, it's a lot of just uh, unknown variables, right? I think that come into play with that. And that's not to say that it's an excuse, but I'm a, we're, I don't think we're actually going to sit here and not act like it's not playing a factor for some folks and their want or non-want to go ahead and buy a ticket to a game at this moment. Yeah, it's not it's not the players. It's not the team. It's And, and I think, again, you can use all the same all the same stuff from years past, but I do also think that this year is unique. This is a unique situation. And um, I would, I would think that the best way for it to be resolved is just to get the team sold ultimately. Yeah. I think having something definitive, right. will help uh, kind of propel things and elevate things in, in, in other areas. And that that's one of them, I think for sure. Um, it, it's just a bummer. It kind of sucks. Like that this is like a thing that's happening um, during a World Cup year for, yeah. for so long has been a driving point for teams that typically had um, independent ownership or investors within uh, 
major markets like Chicago specifically. So I think you look at the landscape of like of the teams at the time, maybe even back at the previous World Cup, when you're looking at teams on the East Coast, whether it was a DC area team or uh, New Jersey area team or Chicago, um, kind of major metro kind of areas and looking at those kind of world cup bumps, you know, uh, moving forward and because of new casual interest perhaps. Um, but yeah, in an area where that has been like a, a struggle before in the past. And we saw in 2019, how that kind of impacts uh, the bump kind of impacts. And we saw certain sellouts over the course of a 2019 world cup year. Uh, we saw increased uh, attendance over the course of a world cup year during uh, an era of time where a team had like a you know, Julie Ertz or, or Sam Kerr, et cetera. Right. So um, it's just one of those things where it's like, you never want to, you never want to like tell folks who are fans of like a professional sports team to like lower your expectations on that. And that's not what we're, I don't think we're doing that at all, but it's just a thing that is noticeable. Yeah. We are noting it and we're talking about it. And um, I just don't know if that's something that is going to increase over the course of this year until maybe some of those other unknown variables have actual answers moving forward. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, it's, I think it's worth being frustrated about. I mean, I think it is frustrating. I think, um, I think the distressing of the team as an asset over the last couple of years is, is frustrating, right? It was yeah. unnecessary that it had to get to that point. Um, that there is just like no fan foundation to, to rely on, um, as the team goes through this sale, like new ownership is kind of starting from scratch and we know that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and unfortunately that is just the case. That is just where, where it's at. Um, yeah. There are I mean, things, there are things, there are many things new ownership could do to, to really turn things around very quickly. Um, we saw 6,000 people show up for the Mexico game. Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah, you go back to, yeah, right. It, <laughs> and it was great. It was really fun. Um, yeah. And, and like you said, the, the interest in the international game is booming. Um, we're seeing similar struggles with the fire, you know, it's like they're yeah. having trouble too. Uh, I think, uh, um, professional soccer in Chicago is still really just not finding good ways to yeah. connect with the city. And that is, yeah, it's a unique challenge, I guess, for, for whoever takes over, but until someone takes over it, it there's no, there's really no point. Yeah. In, and then maybe, and then maybe we'll have like a different conversation. About exactly. It, exactly. Like yeah. when, when those things kind of, right. kind of come, come into play, but uh, no, no challenge cup game for the red stars. Yeah. They're week. one of the two teams not playing tomorrow. Yes, yeah. One of two teams not actually playing tomorrow. There's five games going kicking off challenge cup on Wednesday tomorrow, but they'll be back at it on their regular season hunt on April 22nd on Sundays, but they're going to be on the road in Seattle to face OL rain. So again, not at home. They'll make their return. I believe at that point it'll be may um but hey shout out to the oval rain uh one of three teams apparently also looking for new ownership in nwsl i believe in my notes i have get in losers we're getting new owners and that's, right. and that's maybe what this maybe that's one of the angles that we're going in um for for this game gonna be not the red stars first game on the road um, but it is going to be their first one in the Pacific Northwest. They did open up uh, the season against San Diego, uh, Cali. Now they're going to Washington. Mm -hmm. Who are they going to see in all rain? We're not sure. Maybe, maybe the return of Rose Lavelle. Uh, we didn't yeah, see right. Rose Lavelle with all rain over this last weekend. I, I would assume that we might not see her or have limited minutes from her in this challenge cup game that they're going to have against angel city. Um, I'm sure with the world cup coming even closer precautions are going to be made with a player like yeah. like Rose Lavelle but I think even if somebody like Lavelle is available for like 30 minutes against the Red Stars that's something that could that could be a problem that could be a problem for for Chicago uh on the road but typically I, I think they've had some pretty good games against the rain whether it's at home or, or on the road and I yeah. would anticipate that this might be another one of those games the Red Stars love an early season game against the mm -hmm. rain yeah, they do <laughs> yeah yeah we they love, love to kind of like pop, pop, pop. They, they like, they love to give the rain like learning experiences that the yeah. rain then use to like rise up. But yeah. Yeah. It's funny how that works out sometimes yeah. for, for some teams. Uh, no, I'm with you. I, we also like love history. We're a weather show mm. and a history show okay. like all at the same time. Like, like, and that's one of those things like we look back on his, the history between the two teams and say, actually, 
sometimes they punch each other in the face for friendly fire like mm-hmm. no actual animosity just just friendly fire but um yeah i would hey i would love it i would love a draw between these two teams this yeah. early in the season but just no know. penalties man i think my number one thing Ugh. is just like don't give up any was that like the thing maybe yeah. maybe another one of those like silver lining scenes right. that we're taking away from this red stars game it's like hey no penalties there was no a penalties. look yeah. there was a look and they got away yeah so i was like ah improvement mm-hmm. right there chicago yeah. red stars not getting bit by by var um and who knows maybe this game coming up against all rain unclear uh the announcement recently that the chicago red side uh, they signed sandra stark on loan from wolfsburg um till june 30th which is a nice way of saying that probably actually till june 26th yeah. um because there's an international deadline that international players who will go and play in the world cup will be out of the league probably by the 26th. So if Sandra Stark gets some good minutes, maybe we might see her with Germany. Maybe we won't. We'll, we'll see what happens. Either way, it's only till June. Um, but something getting announced for the Red Stars where we could possibly see some different looks in the midfield for this team moving forward. They're pending. Things are pending her her visa right now. So unclear. She's still going to be available for the 22nd. Fingers crossed on that one. But uh, we'll see. Who do you got? You have a win, a loss, a draw for Chicago? Ooh, yeah, hard to say. I think they're going to concede first, but I think they're going to come back for for a draw. That's what I think. We love it. We love yeah. a draw. That's right. We love an early season draw. They're going to they're going to come back. They're going to like sneak it. They're going to sneak a point. They're going to sneak a point. Oh, it's, so it's going to be a draw that feels like and You know why? I mean, you know why? Because OL Reign does have a Challenge Cup game and and the Chicago does not. So, that's what I think. That's that's good thinking there yeah. from you, pal. I like that. I like the draw. Let's go for the draw. That and feels. I like just think I can just like sort of imagine the Laura Harvey post game like in my head right now of like you know, he is all the minutes that we had to play in the last three, <laughs> three match days. Why is she from the north in my head? That's not oh, her accent. Sorry, her accent sorry, Laura Harvey. <laughs> well, you know what? I loved it, and yeah. I think that's a great way to Thank close you. this out with improv, ladies and gentlemen, because we are also an improv show here at CHO Red Stars. If you like what we do. You want to become a diehard and let us know how much you want to support us. That's the best way to do it. Go ahead and sign up for a CHGO membership. You get access to all sorts of cool things, podcasts, live shows on every team, every single day. You get access to some post-game shows. There's premium written content for members at allchgo.com. You get access to incredible merch uh, for every single team. You also get a free shirt when you become a member and you get access to the members only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. So make sure you sign on up for a CHGO membership. And that's a wrap for us. That's all we've got for you here today on CHGO Red Stars. We appreciate you all joining us. As always, uh, goodbye. We will see you in May. The next time we link up with you all will be in the month of May. And maybe, maybe, fingers crossed, the summertime shy vibes will return by then. But uh, until then, everybody stay safe and have a good time.